1: For Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and
2: finance. Welcome to the COB. I'm Danny Acuye,
0: and I'm Andrew Gagan. Look, I thought I'm only, I'm all about positivity, Danny. So I thought, why not join you on a day when Absolutely. the market has gone gangbusters?
2: Absolutely, we are experiencing effectively, well, zoom zoom to the moon, rocket emojis, and a melt up on the market so let's get straight to it and have a look and we can see that SIBO 200 andrew it is been on an absolute tear hasn't it
0: yeah i guess this began yesterday with that what was perceived to be a fairly dovish hold by the rba and then of course we had that gdp print today which was certainly much cooler than expected
2: absolutely so the SIBO 200 up by around 20 Five and three quarters, and that's points, and almost 2%, 1.9%. And the ASX 200 looks like it's finishing up around 125 points, or about 1.8%. But we'll have to wait for those closing trades to come through on the ASX. Let's turn to the three themes of today, and have a look at those. And the I called it the GDP corner. <laughs> Where has it gone? Where has growth gone? (laughs) Where has growth gone? We've had three quarters now of a negative um, real GDP per per capita. capita. Per capita. People are really hurting out Well,
0: anecdotally, you only have to sort of uh, walk around the city to work out that's that's what's going on. People are feeling it now, aren't they? Given the rapid rise in interest rates, the cost of living, it is all starting to bite at the moment.
2: Absolutely, and I believe we're paying a huge amounts more tax and our income levels are back to where they were in 2015. Well,
0: yeah, household consumption, that's flat. Uh, Disposal income falling by 1.7% for the yeah. quarter, 5.6% uh, over the year. I mean, it's a huge drop. It is drop.
2: huge, yeah. yeah. It's not looking like a very ho-ho-ho Christmas. Plus, plus
0: savings. Now, plus completely savings. eroded, aren't they? You know, all those those COVID savings it's that we like built up. Gone. Yeah,
2: <laughs> Gone. Anyway, the market, as Andrew was saying, decided to go to the moon. Clearly now probably discounting, and we'll be discussing this probably more with our guests, the fact that we're not going to have, we may not have another rate rise in February now, and uh, those interest rates are starting to bite. So markets have decided that, well, the RBA is on hold and we're all back to bad news is good. We're
0: well, not just uh, <laughs> maybe discounting the prospect of another rate hike, now cuts. pricing in rate cuts for the first time.
2: Yeah, I know. Can you believe it? Mm. Hire for longer, remember that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> things move quickly, Danny.
2: <laughs> they do, in the world of finance. And it is coming up to that time of the year, the Mia culpa, when that arrives in your inbox, that little letter from your fund manager or the expert to say, well, I got this part wrong and yeah. I got this part right, but as I like to say, Harry hindsight's a fabulous thing.
0: Yeah, regrets, I've had a few. <laughs>
2: Exactly. There we go. Now, let's move on to some sectors. And the REITs were on fire today. And it's really not hard to explain why, as Andrew was just saying, potential for interest rate cuts and uh, Charter Hall, which really gets knocked around, um, it's quite volatile, was up by over 4%. And Mervec and Stockland weren't too far behind.
0: Yeah, green on screen, um, healthcare included, of course. uh, We've seen some strong gains there, among them uh, the biggie. CSL making a positive move there. Sonic Healthcare, uh, also, of, uh, what, what happened today was a... Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, Sonic, was it um, uh, movement just as far as a buying? Is it looking to buy? Oh, look, now I've got you going, haven't I, Danny? Let's keep going while we sort of take a look at uh, (laughs) what's so much news out today. And Ansel,
2: interesting to see that one up by over 3.8%. And let's also have a look at the consumer discretionary stocks, because they, of course, will be beneficiaries if we get a drop in interest rates. And Wes Farmers up by over 2%. And also Domino's and Harvey Norman as well, up by almost 3%. And I think we've got a Second page, do we on the consumer discretionaries? No, we go to metals and mining. And uh, interesting, South 32 up by over two percent, and BHP up by one point seven percent. Now let's get to the top corporate stories of today. And shares Endeavour were on the rise as the company says expects to grow its hotels EBIT by more than one hundred and fifty million over the next five years.
0: Yeah, Perpetual also on that list, launching a strategic review exploring potential separation of its corporate trust and its wealth management business as it looks to drive value for its shareholders. Uh, adding the review will also consider the benefits of a more focused asset management business.
2: Yeah, so some long-suffering shareholders will be very happy to see Perpetual was up by almost 6% today. And Rio Tinto in focus. They have their Investor Day and they're committing to replace their entire fossil fuel diesel consumption with renewable diesel at the Kennecott Copper Operation in Salt Lake City. And, uh, yeah, they're basically saying that fleet of... Uh, 90 haul trucks and all heavy machinery will transition to that renewables fuel and also Rio is targeting to a reduction in carbon emissions of 50% by 2030 and net zero by 2050 and their shares were up a point uh, almost 1% today.
0: Now going in the wrong direction and then some (laughs) uh, evolution. Look this was expected it went into a trading halt uh, yesterday taking a dive after the company uh, has raised equity to buy North Park's copper gold mine for up to 475 million US dollars. So taking a big dive there. Uh, Look, gold has been under pressure, though, the last couple of days, given what we saw on Monday morning,
2: where it all went... uh, Melt up.
0: (coughs) Just a bit (laughs) to those new records, but having come off considerably since then. So actually, um, later in the afternoon, we actually saw a turnaround in gold, I noticed, too, um, with the likes of... Uh, like Northern Star actually entered in positive territory.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, if you think about it, if real yields continue, real rates continue to come down, then it does underpin uh, gold. That was my tweet of the day in terms of the big picture if you want to go and check it out. Now, the stock of the day was Evolution Mining, and we had guests Sean Cartwright from Anhadara Asset Management and Daniel Ortiz from Stock Doctor. Let's check in and see what they had to say. <laughs>
1: had a lot of debt on the balance sheet. It's had issues with past acquisitions. That Red Lake acquisition in in North America has been really disastrous for them. Um, Basically, if you look at the portfolio, the only real assets that are generating strong free cash flows are Ernest Henry and and also Cal. But there's been significant CapEx and and other bills um, with those assets as well. Obviously, when they acquired Ernest Henry, huge stamp duty and and other taxes payable um, to Glencore. So, I, I don't think the market really wanted to to see another acquisition.
0: I think they overpaid for this asset. I don't think they needed another acquisition. They already yeah. had a fairly convoluted structure internally. Half a billion dollars is a lot to take in. I'm not surprised the market's uh, given it a hiding today. Um, I don't see any reason to remain invested if you are. There are much better gold um, producers and developers. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's actually the worst day in about the year and a half for evolution. Yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I, for a lot of uh, people, it's a it's a good place to jump on board with that stock if you don't have it potentially.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Given how far it's ridden down and uh, how many people are bullish more generally obviously with gold so not a bad starting point.
2: Absolutely. Now William Assimes from Macro Capital joins us now. Will, was that Will?
0: Yeah, a bit of a change isn't it? Yeah, it it is
2: a bit of a change. Well
0: unlike the market, you've taken a big cut. It's
2: cooler,
1: (laughs) it's a lot cooler, I'm not going to sweat as much, it's great.
2: We're getting ready for that El Nino summer. Anyway, let's get uh, back to what's been going on. so those rba minutes and the outlook have i got the right notes there yeah it's yeah. the <clears throat> last week or something
1: <laughs> um it's obviously the rate yesterday kept yeah. things on hold as expected yeah. so no real move uh, in the market yesterday same as always basically said that any further timing will be contingent on data from here on out and The data's
2: uh, not looking too good is it
1: well there's not a whole lot of data that can really turn them until the quarter four CPI print next year, I don't think. Right. Um, So they've obviously got their meeting in early February, and I think their decision to hike or not will turn largely on what that quarter four print is. obviously we've had a good day on the markets today. Um, and after yesterday's statement, um, the prospect of another hike in February fell from 33% down to 23%. So, things are probably looking a little bit more positive on that front. That said, I think at the moment, um, one of the things that we're positioning for is a potential divergence between the Australian and US markets, um, driven by a uh, difference in interest rates over the next year. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, the Fed moved far faster and far more aggressively with a few 75 basis point hikes in order to curtail inflation, whilst the RBA in standard fashion has moved far more moderately. Um, And so, the situation that we're looking to prepare for at the moment is a situation whereby Australia potentially has one more hike um, early next year, and at the very least, I think will be higher for longer. Um, than what we see over in the US, whilst the US probably heads into the next phase being cuts relatively early next year. um, The CME FedWatch tool at the moment is pricing in two cuts over in the US by June. Mm. Um, So I think we're likely to see a bit of a disparity between performance uh, domestically and over in the US. So are you, uh, you're not contemplating
0: cuts here because now the market is actually factoring that in mm. the prospect mm. next year we may well get a cut mm. does that factor into your investment strategy
1: absolutely it's something that we're cognizant of but i do think that i mean the uh, the feds pause now for, for a while uh, i think that the rba will need to pause for the foreseeable future at the very least before moving into cuts. They'll obviously wait for the Q4 uh, figure early next year. And then I think they'll want to see some sustained momentum in terms of inflation coming back to target before looking to implement cuts. Mm. Um, So whilst it is possible we do get some maybe towards the end of next year, Mm. I think that we can realistically play the disparity in uh, the two markets performance over the next six to nine months Mm. before uh, potentially looking to get a bit more risk on domestically um, for when we look to cut rates. Mm.
2: I don't know. I, 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 I. I think they're going to be cutting sooner. That's just my two Massively. bits worth. I mean, I just think the. I think we've just heard all the reasons why today. I mean, if people are back to 2015, I mean, there's just they're just going to increasing anyway. Well, we'll let's let's wait. Job, wait exactly.
0: Market, I was just about, about to say, market. wait for the job cuts to
1: come.
2: And then suddenly it'll be like <gasps> rabbits in the head, like like really we cannot spend now. Yeah, anything. yeah.
1: Well, I mean, we're not doing anything drastically. It's just been tweaking a little bit of our asset allocation, yeah. lightening some of our areas equities exposure increasing some of our fixed income um, exposure and then also some of our US exposure
0: so given that divergence then uh, Will, what's your um, how are you placed you know if you're gonna pick a stock to take advantage of that
1: Sure. Look, I think we've increased the model portfolio weighting to the US to approximately 30% at the moment and uh, initially just gone for a few different ETFs to get that diversified exposure mm-hmm. rather than going stock specific yet, although we will look to probably get stock specific over the next few months. Um, we've been in QUS for a while now which is a diversified uh s p 500 etf um which is doing quite well at the moment mm-hmm. we've also recently picked up uh, another recent etf by beta shares um that uh, the ticket code cflo that basically provides exposure to 200 um, of the highest cash flow companies mm-hmm. um globally so get that diversified exposure that way companies that are Well positioned, have money for further growth, buybacks, dividends, whatever it is, um, and just cut out of a few of our ASX equities that are already done quite well for us and just Mm -hmm. slight asset tweak at the moment.
2: Yeah, sure. And you also like Macquarie Hybrid, do you?
1: Yeah, I think the Macquarie hybrids are an interesting one. Uh, We recently added some uh, capital note exposure, the tick code's MQGPF. Mm -hmm. Um, And what that one does is that it pays quarterly distributions equal to the three-month bank bill swap rate uh, plus a 3.7% margin. So, at the moment, the three-month bank bill swap rate's about um, 4.2%. So, the total yield's about 7.9 odd percent. One of the reasons we quite like that one is that it's not tied to the change in yields. It doesn't have that inverse correlation like a bond. And so if we do happen to have another hike next year, it's not gonna be adversely impacted by that. Instead, you probably anticipate a, an appreciation as people look for that high yield. Uh, and then what we'll look to probably do would be to rotate out of some of that fixed income into more bond instruments as we near cuts maybe towards the end of next year and look for that capital appreciation that way.
2: Fantastic, Well, Well, thank you so much for joining us no today. Worries. Good to be
1: on. We're yeah. different, but good to yeah, be on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: poor, poor, poor Dan, the mother, was in shock. He we was like, what's going on here? Anyway, that was Will Simes from Macro Capital.
0: All right. Uh, well, let's uh, let's take a look. Uh, having, the market having now settled, let's uh, get into those winners and losers. And we'll call lithium. Um, of course, lithium, Danny, has been under considerable pressure this year the price has just yeah absolutely (laughs) collapsed and a lot of the stocks with it uh, now core perhaps um, among the worst of those but today it's bounced considerably higher
2: absolutely up 16 percent and we've also got polynovo up by almost 12 percent chalice mining also up by 12 and evt haven't seen that one for a while by about 9.6 percent let's have a look at some of the laggards and we know well they're looking
0: a bit lonely today aren't they but uh, we've already we've already spoken about evolution we know what's going on there uh with the gold miner um life 360 has come under pressure today it uh, has done well of late uh, so interesting to see. I don't
2: think there's uh, any there's particular. Maybe a bit news of uh,
0: profit taking, but would seem to be an odd day to do that. Um, also in the gold space from Elias.
2: Yep. And, and Perseus, and uh, Perseus. another
0: goalie there yeah. as well. And some of the Uranium miners feeling a bit of pressure today.
2: Yeah, but they have been on a tear. Let's have a look at some of the small cap leaders. And uh, yeah, there we go. Core Lithium 4D Memory up for 15%. And uh, Carnaby Resource up about eight, as is Cocole. And let's have a look at some of the small cap laggards. There you go, Andrew.
0: Yeah, Metadvisor down 13%. Uh, premium. Uh, premium, premium, I say, Premium, premium. Uh, yeah, that's taken a hit today off uh, 10%. Uh, some of the other ones on the move in the wrong direction. Beacon, uh, Clearview Technology and Sinelay. Uh, has also come under pressure today as well.
2: Clearview had been up, so a lot of trading going on at the moment. Now, let's check in and see what is happening over a night because we have that big, well, big, big, we've got the Bank of Canada policy decision, I think they're meant to stay on On hold. hold. Yep. Yep. US data on mortgage applications, those ADP numbers. Well, look, yeah, we've
0: got a raft of jobs data coming out of the States uh, this week, ADP overnight uh, as we head into the non-farm payrolls at the end of the week.
2: Absolutely. And obviously that was one of the big movers, wasn't it? Today, off the back of um, that uh, jobless uh, rise in no decrease in available jobs that was out, that out overnight. Less jobs
0: available. That's what we're saying, isn't that, it? Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long three days, dear me Also, uh, we've got the U.S. trade balance and non-farm productivity. Some earnings coming out. Campbell Soup. Apparently, that's off about thirty-five percent this year. ChargePoint, LoveSack, and Vera Bradley. Never heard of those. Now. Wow. Let's have a look and what is coming up in the day ahead tomorrow, Andrew.
0: Yep. Uh, luckily, so we, well, we've got the, the uh, trade balance uh, out tomorrow. In fact, uh, locally also new vehicle sales and uh, yeah, overall international trade, seen as moderating uh, at the moment, and also uh, uh, China as well and uh, German industrial production, of course, uh, Germany. Pretty much regarded as a sick man of Europe at the moment, isn't it?
2: Very much so. Very much so. Also very exposed to China. Okay, well, that's pretty much it for today. But before we go, let's have a look on a final check on the market. And I have, there we go, the SIBO 200 looks like it closed up 1.9%. The ASX, however, a wee bit of profit taking coming in um, towards the end, but nevertheless closed up about 117 points, 7,178, or 1.65%. I wonder if that, um, I did go through the 200 day moving average at some point today. So that had Scutty tweeting that.
0: Yep. Yes. Yeah, so well, moving, moving higher through yeah. the 200 day. Yeah, yeah. okay. Which well, that's apparently an important that's important, isn't
2: it? it? Apparently, yes, for those of you that follow that. But um that's Well, it for feet today. into
0: the. Santa rally theme, isn't it, that uh, we've seen in the States? So Santa let's,
2: and his reindeers.
0: Well, and traditionally, historically at least in the markets, it's late December we're actually seeing those real positive moves.
2: I know. It was meant to consolidate a bit, though, and yeah. it looks like the consolidation well, lasted about one day. Don't speak too
0: soon. <laughs> oh, there is tomorrow, oh, Danny.
2: Oh, keep my mouth shut. <laughs> anyway, you can catch up on all the great uh, interviews and chats we've had today at au. Otherwise, I think... Will you be bright and early tomorrow morning?
0: No, I might do this again tomorrow. You never know.
2: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. Have a great evening.
0: See you tomorrow. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.